This is the season finale of the GM Show presented by ST Bank coming at you right now on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Joined by Penguins President of Hockey Operations, Brian Burke. I am Josh Getzoff. Berkey, I uh, know the schedule's been busy, but appreciate you making some time for us here tonight. Yeah, congratulations, Josh. For the people who don't know, Josh just had a baby. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Berkey. I appreciate that. It's been a fun couple of days, and I know, as you've told me already, many more fun days ahead. So uh, we're getting our feet back underneath us and excited about the stretch run here for the Penguins. Yeah, it's really been uh, really impressed with the way the guys have worked, really moved up in the standings. I think our depth has been sorely tested, and I think the players have established that we do have depth. Um, I like the way different people are pulling on the rope different nights. Goaltending's been good. So it's been a really enjoyable run to watch. Yeah, we're going to dive into all those aspects you just mentioned here over the next little bit. But the one thing I wanted to start with was what just wrapped up last night, this five-game homestand uh, for your Penguins at PPG Paints Arena. You lose to Boston in that game 3-1, to one, but overall go 4-1. and one. And I couldn't help but look at the schedule and, and kind of, not to be too hyperbolic, Berkey, but to look at this five-game homestand as being a real season-defining stretch for your club. And as you mentioned, you moved up in the standings. You come out of it, you know, within striking distance of the top spot in the division. You're second in the division overall. Uh, how pleased were you with the uh, overall output here on this five-game stand? Well, I, I think you know what, Josh? I think people are going to look back and say it was a defining moment. Um, I think it's really gone back to when we started losing key people and guys had to step up. So, you know, at one point we had four of our top nine forwards out. Uh, we had our starting goaltender out. And I think you go back and look at the resilience that the team has established by, okay, this guy's not available, so someone else has to grab the rope. So pe different people have stepped up. And um, I'm really impressed with the group, how hard we work. We weren't very good last night. I thought we were flat last night. Um, but I don't think you can keep that pedal to the floor all the time. No, no team's capable of doing that. And the Bruins are desperate. They're fighting for a playoff, for their playoff lives. Uh, and so I, I didn't like our effort last night. So we're not effort. That's not fair. I didn't think we were sharp. But short of that, you go back and look at the power play, all the indicators, you know, the, the shots on that scoring chances. Uh, it was a pretty impressive homestand for sure. Yeah, lots of goals from your team. Uh, and the, the new guy getting acclimated pretty well, uh, Jeff Carter, you and I, you and I haven't had a, a chance to speak since he was acquired at the deadline. Ron Hextall bringing him over from the Los Angeles Kings. He gets the lone goal last night. As I mentioned, he's been picking up points here steadily over the last little bit for the Penguins since coming on board. Um, when you and Ron talked about what you were looking for on your team coming out of the deadline, and we see what Jeff Carter is, he really does seem to check every box, Berkey, as far as what you wanted to bring on board here to Pittsburgh. Yes, I think he does, and he's been excellent. And so to me, I look at, okay, first off, a right shot center who's six foot four and can skate. Right away, you got to be interested. At the time, we weren't sure about Malkin's return. We'd been told it was likely he'd be back before the end of the regular season. So now you've got a legit number two center. Uh, you can slide him down into the three hole if you want to. If, if Gino comes back, he can play right wing. But uh, what I like best about Jeff Carter is how he's fit in. He came in with a really good attitude. He's already popular with his teammates, and he's a hell of a hockey player. So, yeah, it was a good pickup. And I don't think we get Jeff Carter if Ron Hextall doesn't initiate those talks very early on and get him comfortable with the thought of coming here. 
And he obviously has been comfortable, as you mentioned, since coming on board a couple of goals, handful of points, and has been a part of a few Penguins victories already, a key piece in that. And uh, a lot of victories this year, Berkey, inside the building where you played last night. I know you didn't beat the Bruins uh, the other night, but Penguins up to 20 victories at PPG Paints Arena. That's the most in the National Hockey League on home ice this season. And this obviously is a different kind of year with fan capacity being limited. Some buildings don't even have fans in them yet across the league. But I'm curious for your perspective and maybe what the team is thinking. Uh, is there more of an onus or less of an onus on trying to secure home ice for the first round when you think about you know where you potentially may be going and who you potentially could be playing? Well, I, I think... You, you want home ice if you can get it because you get the last change, obviously. That's the real home ice advantage mm-hmm. is that you control the personnel matchups. The building is another great advantage for PPG Paints Arena. It's a fantastic home venue. Um, and we, we have seen, you know, the crowd was really vocal last night and really helpful. They went nuts when Carter scored the goal in the third period. Um, and we're hopeful with vaccination proceeding that we'll have capacity increased in the playoffs. I know all pro sports are looking at that as vaccination rates rise. But uh, I, I think the key here is it's I, last night. I know guys were sour that we lost the game last night. I've always focused more on how we played. And I didn't mind how we played last night. We just weren't sharp. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lack of effort. It wasn't a lack of discipline. We just weren't sharp. And you can't be sharp every night. That's okay. But, yeah, home ice, I think, would be nice because we don't know what the attendance options are. And PPG Paints Arena is an intimidating building when it's full. But we don't know what those options are yet. But to control all the player personnel matchups, we'd like home ice for sure. we got to get in first. That's the key, getting in first. And a couple big steps can be taken in that department on this four-game road trip coming up, which begins in Washington on Thursday night. And our chat with Penguins president of Hockey Ops, Brian Burke, rolls on after these messages here on the GM Show, presented by S&T Bank. Welcome back. This is the GM Show, presented by S&T Bank, here on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Brian Burke, Penguins president of Hockey Ops, kind enough to join us. And, uh, Berkey, when you joined the Penguins, now just over two months ago, you're firmly entrenched here in the fold in Pittsburgh – Everyone kind of, you know, smirked when you had your line about you almost got Sidney Crosby uh, when you were with the Anaheim Ducks back in Sid's draft year. Uh, obviously, you have him now. And I'm curious, with watching him and knowing that he's a part of your team and one of your guys, how you stack up this year's version of Sidney Crosby with what you've seen throughout his, you know, future Hall of Fame career to this point. I think he's having one of his best seasons ever. I really do. I think people are starting to notice that he's in the top 10 in scoring and creeping up. Um, you know, we had a poor start to the season and uh, Sid wasn't there statistically, but what, what's impressed me is since I got here is watching practices. You watch the practices and Sid drives practice. He's the hardest worker. First guy out, last guy off. Uh, and when you're, when your leader and your best player is your hardest worker, that you don't have a choice. If you're a young player, you got to follow the lead. So I'm impressed with how he practices, how he acts off the ice. But the way he's played, he's just been terrific. Just been fantastic for us. You mentioned the practice habits, obviously the performance on the ice. And I'm curious, Berkey, for your perspective also on the, the two-way game, the 200-foot game. It's, a, it's an often talked about thing in NHL circles about how you know some players' more complete games sees themselves show itself in a 200-foot game. Uh, has that jumped out to you maybe even more so this year from Sid? Yeah, and I, he's always, I've always thought of him as a 200-foot player, and I think that term is overused. Yeah. There are very few 200-foot players in the league. 
there are players who I call three zone players who are good in all three zones, but they're not meticulous in all three zones. And Sid's meticulous in all three zones. So I always knew that about him. But, yeah, I've got a greater appreciation for it, too, in terms of, uh, you know, what, what he brings to the table every night. He's such a good player in all three zones. His left wing, uh, Jake Gensel, is enjoying another pretty strong season here for the Penguins. Obviously, it helps to play with Sidney Crosby, Berkey. I don't think anyone's going to discount that when it comes to seeing the numbers that he's put up. But he clearly can drive offense a bit on his own as well. And I'm just curious, you know, what do you what have you seen that you feel like has allowed him to raise his game to a level that I think people could look at him and see and see one of the you know stronger, more productive goal scorers in the National Hockey League. Yeah, and Jake's a guy, I think Sid is a guy, you watch the, the Penguins play over the years, and Sid leaps off the page at you. And Jake is a guy you got to pay a little closer attention to. The little things he does, his, his ability to escape body checks and get open, he's got great hands, he finishes well. He's, he's a much better player than I thought he was, and I thought he was pretty good when I got here. And I think it's interesting too, Berkey, you know, with uh, a couple things coming up down the, the path here as far as hockey as, as a whole is concerned. One thing I was ta- thinking about as I was getting ready for this show is, huh, Jake Gensel, the, the numbers he's put up, American-born player, this guy should be on the Olympic team if the NHL players return in 2022. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but he seems like he certainly earned his way into the conversation. Well, I think he's done more than that. I, you're not putting me on the spot because I'm not involved. I, you know, I have not been involved. I was involved in Vancouver and in Sochi, but right. I will not be involved in uh, in putting this team together. But certainly, he's more than in the conversation for me. He's a guy that should be on that team. Yeah, while think- we're talking U.S. Olympics, I think Mike Sullivan should be the front runner as the head coach of that team as well. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you about Sully a little bit later in the show, and uh, I do feel the same way. I mean, he's clearly established himself as one of the best coaches in the National Hockey League, certainly one of the best American-born coaches uh, in the NHL as well. And as far as their current team, the Penguins, you mentioned this off the top, Berkey, um, just the guys that are pulling the rope at different ends uh, every night for this team. And the depth has been tested. And I think when you came into this season, you see the Penguins have a lot of guys signed under contract. You see they have a lot of guys that maybe have sniffed the NHL at bits and pieces throughout their career. And there's probably a difference between depth and productive depth uh, with guys stepping in and stepping up. And the latter has been more of what we've seen here in Pittsburgh. How much has that jumped out to you? I think, number one, when you want when you put players in, guys get hurt and you move players up and then you add other players. Rule number one, if you're a fill-in player, is you got to tread water, right? You you can't you can't be a detriment to the team. You cannot get scored on, but you got to tread water. And if you can contribute offensively, great. But our guys have tread water, have treaded water, and then provided some offense too. So it's a different guy ch- you know, chipping in on a different night. It seems to be a different player every every single game. Someone does something, chips in a goal, or kills a penalty, or blocks a shot. So that's the mentality is. Next man up, right? But it, right. rule number one, when you get in the lineup, the coach will tell you this. So if the second line captain gets hurt, everyone moves up and they put Sam Lafferty. And the first thing the coach will say to Sam Lafferty is, Sam, don't get scored on. Just make sure you're reliable defensively and then anything that happens is good. Well, next thing you know, he gets in a fight. He, may, he makes some good plays. And all of a sudden, he's making a positive contribution. And that's what guys have done. 
Yeah, it's been, uh, as you mentioned, a consistent theme night in and night out here for the Penguins this season. And they've slowly started to get some of those guys back that were out of the lineup, Berkey. One of them, of course, uh, Kasperi Kapanen, back for the last handful of games. What have you made of uh, that player as far as his return and contribution since coming back uh, into the fold here in Pittsburgh? Well, I think he's been dangerous. He scored a couple goals. Uh, I think he could have a couple more. He's been dangerous and hasn't been particularly lucky, I would say. But I think he's given us exactly what he was giving us when he got hurt. Good foot speed, some depth, so we have multiple threats rather than just one line. He makes a second line dangerous. Um, Good, you know, like foot speed that drives the D back, and he stops up well and finds guys coming late. So I think he's been really good. He has an overtime winner this year in Washington, D.C., and that'll be where the Pens are on Thursday night when they lock horns once again with the Caps. We'll look ahead to that one and much more when we come back on the Penguins Radio Network. You're listening to the GM Show presented by S&T Bank. Welcome back. Brian Burke is our guest tonight here on the GM Show presented by S&T Bank. And, Berkey, we've already seen, as we mentioned in our last segment, Kasperi Kapanen making his return to the lineup. And we are seeing, based on his work with the team in practice, granted in a non-contact capacity, but Evgeny Malkin uh, closing in on a hopeful return to this Penguins lineup. Uh, is there a chance with this upcoming four-game road trip, two in Washington, two in Philadelphia, that we could see him return, or is that still a bit undecided at this point? Well, it depends day to day. So there, he's doing full practice today. So, okay. yes, there's a really good chance we'll see him on this road trip. But it's all his comfort level. If he has any discomfort, whatever the injury is, then, then he's going to tell the trainer he can't go. But he's, he's cleared medically, provided he doesn't feel any discomfort. He'll be cleared medically on this trip for sure. All right, well, we will definitely keep our fingers crossed and hopefully see the return of Evgeny Malkin against either the Capitals or the Flyers. And uh, that leads me to my next question, Berkey. I'm sure this is what you and Ron Hextall envisioned when you acquired Jeff Carter, uh, the potential return of Malkin, and then looking down the middle, a hypothetical situation depth-wise of Crosby, Malkin, say Jeff Carter, and Teddy Bluger, I would assume. Uh, How excited are you or eager are you to see that on paper potentially come to life for your Penguins here? Well, I think that was the game plan was, okay, and, and Jeff Carter does a lot of other things for us too. Right. He gives us options. He, he's 6'4", he can skate, he's, he can play right wing. He's taking a lot of face-offs for us, especially on the PK now. So he's a multi-dimensional player that gives Sully multiple options. Put him on the wall, put him in the middle, move guys around. So I think the versatility it gives our lineup is a critical thing. And so we'll see what happens. But – uh I think I think Gino is going to come back on this trip, and then we'll see what uh, Sully decides to do. He's obviously missed extended time, hasn't played since March 16th uh, against the Boston Bruins. Penguins have done pretty well without him, though, Berkey. 14-5-2 uh, minus Evgeny Malkin. What does that say to you? Well, I think it, I think the temptation is just for people to say, well, they don't really need him. Look what they did without him. But the fact of the matter is, before he got hurt, he was playing some unbelievable hockey, like the best I've seen in a couple of years. So this is a key guy for us. We need to get him back. And then we'll figure out the rest of the lineup situations as as we go down that road. But to get him back would be a big boost. He was playing great when he got hurt. Well, yeah, one of the greatest players uh, in Penguins history. Definitely going to be a, a big shot in the arm when he gets back in the lineup. And I mentioned that record. We talked about some of the injuries the Penguins have had. And that kind of leads me to the head coach, uh, Mike Sullivan. The Penguins have had over 250 man games lost to injury this year, Berkey. It's astounding 
both the amount of time key players have missed and the amount of players that have missed time uh, for this team. What do you make of the job that Mike Sullivan and his staff have done to not only keep this team competitive, but they're in a potential situation here where they could win the division uh, coming down the stretch? Yeah, I, I think the coaches deserve a lot of credit, Sully in particular. This has not been an easy year. If you remember, when we got here, the team was out of a playoff position. And right. it would have been easy to throw in the towel. We were injured. You know, uh, Teddy Bluger missed a big chunk of time. Capita missed a big chunk of time. Gino missed a big chunk of time. Dumoulin missed a big chunk of time. It'd be easy to say, oh, poor us, poor us. And Sully is just next man up. No excuses, no whining. And, and the players have responded to that. And when we play our brand of hockey, we are a really good hockey team. And so to me, he deserves a ton of credit for what's happened this year. Because the other outcome would have been easy to accept and people would have accepted it too. So well, what do you expect? They're all banged up. They're missing 250 man games. No team in the league can win with that. And what our guys have said is, no, no, we'll find a way to get by without them. And that's, that's a large a large part of that credit rests on the coach. It's been a, an incredible culture that he's developed here, a winning culture, uh, taking it to the next level, obviously, with what already was in place here in Pittsburgh. And this season, as you mentioned, Berkey, uh, very different from years past, probably anything that we'll see after it as well. Uh, but the Penguins kind of added other layers to that with a, a few new faces within their lineup, a couple new faces behind the bench. And I just was kind of thinking about this as I was getting ready for this show today. It, it, it struck me that not every team has come together like the Penguins have. Uh, and every team is dealing with the same situation in the sense of the restrictions being on the road, you know, being kind of in your hotel with your teammates. You're not going out to dinner in separate packs every night. Everyone's eating together. Everyone's always together. And this group has really become, you can see, uh, I can see from a distance, you're seeing it firsthand, I'm sure, every day, a tight-knit group, a team that you know plays for each other. Um, and not every team in the league has gone that route in these circumstances this year. I guess what does that tell you about what you've been able to see firsthand inside the doors of that dressing room? Well, to me, it shows character. I think you have to take uh, – it's no different than last year, the teams that had success in the bubble. The teams that had success in the bubble resigned themselves to – their fate and said, okay, this is what it is. It's not ideal, but we have two choices. We either go home fast or we find a way to make it work. And I think the teams that found a way to make it work were successful. I think our team learned an unfortunate les lesson in the bubble. I think the, the Penguins learned that they've got to do a better job mentally approaching the circumstances. And it's not fun. And I know people listening will be like, I refuse to feel sorry for people making two and three million dollars a year because they can't go out to eat on the road. But the players thrive on routine. And players, the lifestyle of a player includes on the road, going for a nice supper with the guys, having mm -hmm. a nice bottle of wine. It's a lifestyle. And having, you know, having some time to, you know, on a day off, go, go somewhere in the strip district and have a beer after practice with two or three of the guys. They can't do any of that. And it is trying. And it is, it is not as much fun. And I think our team has done a really good job staying disciplined, staying with the program and, and working and, and competing despite the circumstances. I give the players a lot of credit for that. They have become a tight-knit group with a lot of success. There's no question about either of those facts as it pertains to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Pens have some massive games awaiting them against the Washington Capitals. We're going to discuss those next here on the GM Show. It's presented by S&T Bank and coming to you on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. 
This is the GM Show presented by S&T Bank. I'm Josh Getzoff, joined by Penguins President of Hockey Operations, Brian Burke. Berkey, we get the Penguins and the Washington Capitals on Thursday night. These games have never seemed to disappoint. Uh, even before the Sidney Crosby-Alex Ovechkin era, there were some great matchups in the early 90s between the Pens and the Caps, but clearly since those two have come on board, the rivalries hit a different level. The memories and matchups have been really incredible over the last decade plus, and we look forward to another great couple of games here starting on Thursday night. Um, with the Capitals being where they are, in first place and the Penguins within striking distance, these two shape up to be even more meaningful. Yeah, this is a great rivalry. Obviously, talking to season ticket holders and fans that have reached out to me, they, they hate the Capitals, they hate the Flyers, and, and that's the two teams we're playing on this trip. So if you're a fan, it's really exciting that we're battling out for first place with the Capitals. Really exciting that, that we're ahead in the standings, ahead of the Flyers, obviously. But uh, four important games, and, and really, we have six games left now. Really, the key here is got to get back to our game, which we did. The first game against Boston was, I think, maybe our best game of the season. That, that's Penguins hockey through and through right to the last minute. we got to get back to that. We were close to it last night, just weren't sharp. Uh, but we got four key games here on this road trip. Then we come home for the final two. got to start focusing on getting back to Penguin hockey, playing playoff-level hockey, and getting ready. Can't wait for these matchups. And Berkey, uh, it's been a pleasure getting to work with you and, and get to know you a little bit more this year. I'm looking forward to uh, many more years down the line. But before we say goodbye uh, in this final episode of the GM Show this season, just wondering if you have a message out there for the fans here as the Penguins come down to this last week and a half, really, of the regular season ahead of what we hope is uh, first a trip to and then a long stay in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Right. Well, first off, I want to thank everyone in Pittsburgh. I, I'm so grateful for this opportunity and so grateful to be a Pittsburgher and, and to have joined this wonderful hockey community in this great city. So thank you to everyone. Hospitality has been wonderful. Um, and I think the message is this is a team that I think people can believe in, in the sense that we shouldn't be where we are. If you ask any odds maker in Las Vegas, they'd say, there's no way back in February, there's no way the Penguins will be fighting for first place. No way with those injuries, not a chance. And these guys have persevered and worked hard and stuck together. It's a really tight-knit group. It's a really good group. It's a group you can be proud of. And let's see what we can do now. Can't wait to see what happens. Berkey, really appreciate your time. I'm sure we'll run into each other in person in the not-too-distant future, but good luck uh, tomorrow night down the line. And uh, can't wait to see what uh, all transpires here for the Penguins this spring into summer. Great. Thanks, Josh. Congrats again. All right. There he is, Brian Burke, Penguins president of Hockey Operations. This has been the GM Show. It's presented by S&T Bank. Big thanks to Brian Burke and Ron Hextall for taking their time with us this season and for all of you for tuning in. For our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, I'm Josh Getzoff. We'll catch you next time on the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. This has been the GM Show presented by S&T Bank.